Welcome to the Catch the Fire Church podcast. We're so glad you're joining us and we hope you're encouraged by this message. How's everyone doing? Good. So we are excited today to finish out our legacy series with um, this celebration Sunday is what we're calling it. We, over the last um, year, as Aaron and I have stepped into this role, uh, starting last January, we, we became uh, the staff directors as we were transitioning into, over the next six months, becoming the lead pastors. And so we started uh, having our staff meetings once a week back together again because people were coming back in the building. And we started asking God, what do you want to... What do you want to do in staff meetings? What do you want to do among us, uh, among us staff? And so a few of the things that we felt on our heart to do was one, come back and meet every single week. Two, prioritize prayer. As Aaron was saying last week, we started, um, praying consistently within our staff, praying for, uh, individual, uh, needs of, of people in the community, praying for this body of believers as a whole, praying that we would all prosper, that God would bless us, that we would see marriages, um, in marriages thriving. We would see relationships thriving. We would see sickness leave. We would see, um, depression leave. And we just started praying for, for all of us, for all of you guys. And then the third thing we started doing is uh, what we call shout-outs and testimonies. So we start every single staff meeting on a Monday morning with a shout-out or a testimony. And we started realizing that we wanted to create a culture of celebration. Because when we celebrate what God's doing, we begin to uh, see it at our forefront. We begin to uh, grab hold of that and be like, I want that testimony for my life. I want that breakthrough for my life. And it encourages us and builds up our faith as believers when we hear that God is moving in our midst. Amen? Because he is a God who is moving in our midst. And as we started doing this, we, were, we would be so excited to do shout-outs and testimonies. But we realized that there's so many stories of what God is doing among each and every one of us that not everyone gets to hear about what he's doing. And so we thought to end our legacy series that we would do this Celebration Sunday so that we could show show off God a little bit and and stir up your faith, build up your faith for what God is doing amongst this body of believers. So in Luke 8, 39, there's a story of a demon possessed man that Jesus heals and sets free. And he says to the man after he does this, he says, go home and tell everyone what God has done for you. And as I was preaching a couple weeks ago about God of the generations and how Moses is urging the the Israelites to make sure you tell the next generation of what God is doing. There's something so important about us speaking out what God is doing among us. And the power, there's so much power in a testimony because you see what God is doing. You see that he's moving. It encourages you. It stirs up your faith and it makes you say, okay, I want to grab hold of that for my life. If you hear a story of God bringing breakthrough, maybe a financial story, you're like, okay, I want that for my life. If God can do it for them, he can do it for me. And your faith begins to rise in that moment. In Revelation 12, 10 through 11, it says, um, I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, now the salvation and the power of the kingdom of God and the authority of his Christ has come for the accuser of our brothers has been thrown down who accuses them day and night before God. And they have conquered him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. We, there are things that we can conquer in the spirit by partnering with Jesus, the blood that he shed with us or The blood that he shed on the cross for us, we can partner with him in our oneness. And by the power and the word of our testimony, we can break the accuser and the the things that the enemy tries to come and throw at us. Amen? So something shifts when we begin to share of what God has done. So as we're listening to these stories of different um, ministries, of different departments in this this, uh, church, and you're hearing these stories, I want your faith to be stirred. I want our faith to be stirred, our hearts to be open, and for us to say, okay, God, if you're going to do it there, I want you to do it with me. Amen? All right. (laughs) So here I'm going to introduce our panel. If you guys uh, can, yes, okay, everyone can see. Just make sure as you're talking to, you know, turn and show everyone. But um, 
We have here starting, we have Aaron who's going to be representing Jacob, our youth pastor today. Jacob is not here. He's celebrating his one-year wedding anniversary, which is exciting. So we blessed him to go, but Aaron is going to be sharing different testimonies, <laughs> different testimonies uh, from our youth. We've got Susan, our amazing kids pastor. Give a wave, Susan. <laughs> We've got Kelly, uh, who with her husband, Justin, are outreach pastors, and we have Erica James, who is um, a board member with us, and she also leads our Freedom Team Ministry. So we're excited to hear from them today. So to start out, I want you guys to share with us, uh, I just said your name, but share with us what you do um, around the church and what area you lead. And I guess I just said that, didn't I? Okay, we're going to skip number one, guys. We're going to skip number one. I did their icebreaker for them. Um, okay. So give us kind of a broad overview of what your ministry does here in the church, what your mission is, um, what you feel like God is calling your specific area to do. Good morning. So as Jess mentioned, I'm Erica James and lead the Freedom Team, which is a team all about healing and deliverance. And Murray and Ash actually named the team because I wanted to call it the deliverance ministry, but it's gotten such a bad rap in the body of Christ that they're like, no, we're really going for freedom. And what that means is being free mind, body, and soul. Being free from emotional issues that hold us back, being free from any stronghold spirit and the manifestation of it. And as a result, healing happens. And so um, we started the freedom team just before the pandemic hit. And so uh, it's been pretty amazing because we stayed right through it and got everybody trained and we're growing. And then we do Freedom Nights every third Tuesday uh, of the month here at Catch the Fire. So good. Awesome. As Jess mentioned, my husband Justin and I are part of the pastoral team here and direct the outreach department. Um, really, our heart is to go after the city as the church, to be established. We believe that the church is meant to be and called to be established in its city all over the world. And we here at Catch the Fire, Raleigh-Durham, have been established in these cities here to go after the places of darkness and destitution, the places where really we believe Jesus already is. And so the invitation is to join him out there. And so we get to go out with him and just be the transformative, the story of the transformative gospel in our city, bringing light and hope and restitution and transformation to the city and also calling the church because we're doing this together, not just as a department, but as an outwardly focused church in our cities. So, Yeah, and I'm Susan, and I have the joint privilege of leading the kids department. And here at Catch the Fire, we love our kids. And it's our desire to come alongside of you guys as parents to help you raise spirit-led kids. And uh, we just really want to see our kids experience and receive all of the kingdom. We want to see them know, uh, know the Father's heart for them, uh, to, to know and appreciate and value the presence of Jesus, and to be able to recognize it wherever they're at, whether they're in church, at home, or sitting on a school bus. And we just want to see them raised up to be lovers of the Word of God, and just to be going after more of God so that they can fulfill the calling and mandate that God has put upon their lives. And uh, we also love to raise up others to work beside uh, children. So in the Bible, we see the story of Esther who had Mordecai. And Esther was born to change a nation. We believe that our kids are called to change and bring the kingdom wherever they go, whether it's here or the nation's. And so we're also on a mission to raise up Mordecai's to come alongside of our kids in our classrooms, in the homes, wherever they are, to to bless and uh, pour into our kids. Come on. So good. Our youth ministry here, uh, a long time ago, the Lord spoke really clearly to us and kind of uh, we felt like in, in a world where our students could go so many places to hear the voice of the enemy, could hear the voice of negativity, that we were going to be like the voice of, of the Father, the voice of Jesus, the, be like bringing the Holy Spirit and the voice of the Father to our students. And so kind of some of the simplicity of it is like to create a place for our students to be known, to belong, to be heard that is outside of their family. 
because so much like powerful discipleship and transformations happens in the context of that. And we found that our students, sometimes parents would be coming to us and be like, my student, I told them the exact same thing, but when you said it, something, something clicked for some reason they listened. And we're like, yeah, it's, I, we just, I don't know what it is. It's just sometimes our students need a place to be known, a place to be belong, a place to be seen that's outside of their family. So I know something that we've been really impressed with Jacob, because I'm obviously speaking for him today, is just his heart for discipleship. How since coming on to Ignited, he's ramped up the discipleship. He's, he's meeting with students regularly, one-on-one. He's inviting his leaders to do the same and really discipling them in the word of God, discipling them in who Jesus is, really getting them to bring their Bibles and understand this whole thing. So it's been amazing just to see some of the transformation, but that's, you know, we want to see our students set on fire. We want to see them walk in the ways of Jesus. We want to see obviously so many things, but it really starts from that place of like, you belong, you're loved, you're chosen, you're accepted. The identity that this world's trying to throw on you is not your identity. Like your identity is in Christ and we're going to start there and build everything else from that place. So good. Okay, so I want to ask you guys, what are some areas of growth or transformation that you have seen over the last year, and has consistency or faithfulness played a role in that that you've seen in the growth? So, Erica, you want to, sh- or Kelly, either one? Yep. So, areas of growth as a ministry, yeah. or okay. Well, as I said, the Freedom Team is, we started just before the pandemic, and the plan was we're going to have these live trainings and get people ready, and then the pandemic joined us, and I was like, oh, Lord, we're going to have to wait, and the Lord said, no, we're not. We're going to move forward, and I'm going to raise up a team of people that are called to take authority, dominion, and power over the realm of darkness. And so we started an online training because in my own work in ministry, I do a lot of online stuff. And so we started an online training and, uh, and so taking, and it was actually 14 people that made it through the training because it's intense. And so the transformation that we see every day in the freedom team is that in order to take authority over something, you need to be free from it. And so we do our heart work and intent. I mean, the first two phases of our training is about us. And so the transformation is happening consistently um, in our own lives. And then uh, things really started to transform when we started to receive prophetic words that God was taking deliverance corporate. And it wasn't going to be the one-on-one and take six months and meeting with this, but we needed to start having corporate gatherings. And that's when we really started to see at Freedom Night transformation happening. And I'm telling you, we stumbled. We were just listening to the Lord every step. We didn't have a model because there was no church doing it. And so we just listened to the Holy Spirit. And so the transformation has been huge in our team's lives, in the leadership of the team, in the in the testimonies I'll get to share in a little bit about what we're seeing. Um, so, yeah, just huge growth, huge testimony, and huge challenges to overcome as always. So good. Really good. Um, I would say that in the last year, we've really been trying to grow in consistency. Consistency uh, is its very important to what we're doing as the church in the city. So we're always seeking to grow more in that. Um, I was reading a quote by Melissa Helser the other day, and it said, she said, there is a reward to consistency is the assurance that God will show up. And really our heart is to be consistent in the city. Um, and through that consistency, we see the big miracles that blow your mind, but often that consistency looks like, um, for example, we have this uh, beautiful friend out in one of our communities that she has had um, a cancer diagnosis this year, and um, she has not gotten healed yet. We continually pray for her healing, and there's disappointment. There's disappointment and expectation there for her, for us, There's opportunities for her to be angry with God, to feel hopeless, for us at times to feel sad. And and God, where are you? Because we expect God to show up and heal, and he does it very often out there. Um, But there's also opportunity for us to be the church and consistently be in her life. So our teams, week in and week out, sit with her in her home, listen to her story, listen with her, cry with her sometimes, do communion with her at times, pray with her just about every single week. But really, it's just her getting to share her heart with us and us with her. 
and be, be that, that consistent place of hope and comfort and peace in her life, which is, it's modeling the father because he's consistent in all of our lives. Um, and so I think in this last year, we've been growing more steady and more consistent and knowing who we are. And, and, you know, in that comes hope and it comes expectation and comfort and peace. But, but there's a growth on both sides. There's a growth for her and there's a growth for us. And there's a growth as family in Christ. And our heart as the, is, as the church is to bring the kingdom the kingdom family to our cities. Uh, and for people like this woman who have not experienced family, that's huge. It's huge, you know, and we're going to keep believing for her healing and hopefully we'll have an incredible testimony this time next year to share with you all. Right. Yes. Yeah. I was thinking about this. I was uh, looking at some of our year end kind of numbers and planning for next year and seeing where we're at in a couple uh, things jumped out at me. It's like, whoa, God, like, you're amazing. I, you did this. And, uh, so one of the things was this last year, uh, through, um, the great work of our assistant kids pastor, Shannon Roberts, we restarted our parents' morning out program, which is a childcare program on, um, during the weekday, nine to one o'clock here. And through that, we've, uh, we do childcare for families and 50% of those families do not attend Catch the Fire Raleigh on Sunday mornings. And so it just expanded our reach of who we're reaching. And I was just really thankful um, that this little program is uh, reaching out into our community. And so super excited about that. And the other one, um, I was asking the accounting department for some numbers this week. Because the beginning of last year, um, we decided to... um, Take the kids on a a journey of missions and giving them the opportunity to pray for world missions, to pray for countries, to prophesy over countries, and to bring their offerings in every week or every month whenever they want. And uh, I wasn't quite sure where our numbers were ending out because we're getting ready to bless another missionary with those monies. And so far this year, and we're taking an offering today, it's our last one of, of the year, but so far, our kids, our little kids, have given $1,473 to missions. Come on. Yeah. yeah. So I'm super excited um, that God's just been faithfully doing that, and I didn't even realize that it was totaling up that high. And so God is just so faithfully working. And again, it's just not the money, but even today, the globes are out in the classrooms and the kids are laying their hands on them and praying for our world. And our kids are hearing stories about countries and missionaries and uh, just so excited what God is doing in that realm with our kids. So good. So good. I know in speaking with Jacob, something just with that consistency of discipleship and one-on-one that time spent, they're just seeing kind of all across the board, our students begin to become more engaged on Wednesdays, on Sunday mornings, even being present, being here, sitting in the, sitting in the room, which has been awesome to see. And like even bringing their Bibles, which y'all have to understand this is a huge win. Like there being like 15 Bibles on a Wednesday night, paper Bibles is significant in youth ministry, everybody. Um, and that's something, you know, Jacob's been kind of hounding on these guys and challenging our people. Like, don't be that generation that that's totally biblical, uh, biblically illiterate, like read your Bibles, get your Bibles. This is so good. And to kind of put his money where his mouth is, they've, uh, our, our youth department started Bible studies for our young teenagers. And there are probably like 10 to 15, uh, students that are in these Bible studies and are excited and hungry and learning things about the Bible. And consistently there's these kind of, yeah, your daughter's in, right? Your girls are in it and loving it. And they're like, I never knew this about the Bible. And I, I was a little offended because I'm like, I used to preach this to you at youth, but, um, but it's like they're getting it in a different format and they're, they're actually receiving it and understanding it and like excited about it and learning. And so that's been such, such a huge win. And um, also our students have been getting really involved with the outreaches that we've been doing in the city, handing out uh, the, the turkeys. And um, yeah, it's just been a great year. It's so good. I feel like some of the common like themes that we've seen throughout the year is, uh, well, we heard that word consistency, but showing up. being someone who is faithful to be there when they say they're going to be there to show up the people that we see 
you know, that are serving on these teams uh, are people that are, they're really giving up their lives, laying down their lives to come every single week to disciple these youth or to, to show up to the homeless camps and, and be there when they say they're going to be there. And, you know, all of these different uh, areas, people in this community, in this body are being faithful and consistent with the calling that God has given them for their lives. And the Lord is honoring that. And, you know, it's, we do see these big, big miracles and these big testimonies, which we're going to get to, but also there's so much fruit, even in just the things that we might write off as like, oh yeah, that just happened. But when we actually take a moment to look back, we're like, oh wow, that is, that's huge fruit. And so I just challenge each and every one of us in our lives as we're looking at reflecting on our own walk and journey in 2022, looking at just the faithfulness of God, even in what might feel like the mundane, even what might feel like the simple moments that God is still moving in our midst, even in that as we are faithful with what he's given us and faithful with the little. Amen. Amen. So, all right, fun time now. Tell us something that you feel like is huge, what God has done, where you're like, only God could do this. This has blown me away. Take it away, Erica. (laughs) Wow, there's so much. Um, We get testimonies at the end of Freedom Night. We actually do testimonies. We get testimonies from the team, and a few stick out. Um, One is a gentleman who had been struggling with sex addiction and had been molested early on in his life and had been a Christian for decades and gone to different churches and just told to pray and just, you know, keep going for it. And he joined Catch the Fire, I believe it was June 19th, came to Freedom Night, June 21st, and uh, was free from pornography addiction, from sex addiction, and all kinds of things. And, um, and he gets to tell the testimony, uh, but he says he's been free from temptation and just going before the Lord in huge ways. And I was listening to a couple of the recordings we had. There was a woman at Freedom Night who had generational, uh, you know, depression, oppression, manifesting cysts in her, in her, uh, in her ovaries and feminine pots. And so she came to Freedom Night and the Lord had promised her healing, but it hadn't manifested. And at Freedom Night, she was sharing how it was done. Like she literally felt stuff come out of her. And so we're waiting for that confirmation from the doctor on that one. But she's like, it's done. Like I know it's done. And I was like, yes. Uh, We've had all kinds of stories of people literally saying there's been an oppression on me, like a physical feeling that I felt lift off me when I came to Freedom Night. Um, And I like to give homework. I actually wrote a book about it. And so we have charts and different things that people are doing. So we get reports about how they're able to remove the gunk so we can get off of the defensive and get on the offensive and actually make the connection with God and God's love for us. And we have uh, a Freedom Team member that so just boldly came and has, uh, she's like, I'm not sure if I'm going to understand because English isn't my first language. And we're like, let's go for it. And she sent a testimony talking about how there was so much hurt in her family and culturally and uh, she started really going for the hard work that we assigned all the Freedom Team members and got to test it because she went home to Taiwan for six weeks to be with her family. And she was able to see her mother differently, love her mother differently. Wow. She said the love was flowing in her family like it had never flown uh, flowed before. So just testimony after testimony, healings of arthritis, cysts bursting and coming out and um just all kinds of wonderful things, not to mention the emotional freedom, the mental freedom, and freedom from spirit of infirmity. Let's give a hand for that to the Lord. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Well, gosh, um, we were given a building this year. The Lord gave us a building, and uh, it was a building and land that we have actually been getting prophetic words about for about seven years now. Um, and really the word was to be able to do all that's in our hearts to do, buildings and land. Um, and we did that. We've been doing all that's in our hearts to do before we received the building and land, just being faithful and going out there. Our teams are just incredible. All of you who are involved have just been so faithful. Um, but 
what's so cool is we never shelved that word. Um, we never put that word away and closed the cupboard. Uh, even though it was seven years of believing for it, we held it out before us in hope and trust that God is a God who fulfills his promises and that he can do even bigger things than we ask or imagine. Um, and so we continued to believe for the promise and kept doing what we were doing. And then this past year, I mean, I won't go into the full story, but it was, it was such a cool way that he did it. Um, the way that he provided this building just kind of came out of left field and um, from from another church that we were kind of connecting with a bit. Um, and now we have five and a half acres and 5,500 square foot building. Um, and so it's the other CTF building. And I want to invite all of you anytime you want to come see it. Um, we would love to have you come check it out, see what we're doing there. We have big dreams. Um, we're starting to see God open doors to the things that we've been dreaming and praying about there. Uh, we want to steward it well. Um, and we're able, right now, we're able to feed the close to seven to 900 individuals a week. From that building, we go out into the city and feed the, not just the, the physical food, we like to say, but the spiritual food of discipleship, of the gospel. Um, we're seeing incredible miracles out there. I mean, I just, it, it's like every week, someone from our team or several people come back with stories of healings, stories of people uh, coming for freedom to us. Some of our folks have come to Freedom Night and gotten freedom and, and then said, I want to invite my friends to that. Um, we had a woman this year who was in a horrible accident and... Um, I shared this a few Sundays ago, but her hips and her legs were crushed, and the team continued to pray with her. Um, but not only were there financial miracles, where all of her uh, part, her her rental got paid for the next five months, both by us here in the church who gave, but also her landlord wrote off three months of her rent. But she also got physically healed within one week, and she, we have proof of it. We have her doctor report, her hips. There's no more crack there. She's walking without her walker. The pain went from, like, level 10 down to, like, basically a level 1. She's still got a little pain, but we're praying for that to go as well. And now we have a family in here who is hosting her entire family for Christmas, them and their business are giving to and taking care of their, her and her kids for Christmas and covering them. So she just every week continually is seeing Jesus show up and say who he says he is and show her who he says he is. So, yeah, so it's really fun. We love seeing those things happen. And, yeah, we get to see more and we're expecting more. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have a few testimonies. One, uh, I, I'm going to read. It's a letter from a parent I got after camp. And uh, this, um, this year we were able to do our first ever overnight away camp for our kids. And it was such a powerful time because we get that extended overnight uh, like worship time with the kids. Like the evening service, we can just tarry in God's presence as long as we want. And when we were getting ready um, to go to camp, <clears throat> And we're sitting with our team in the other room right over there, and we're trying to figure out cabin assignments and all that. And uh, it just kind of came across us that we have a lot of kids who have gone through some hard experiences since COVID, some big family changes and just other changes, and kind of became aware of all the kids that we were taking to camp that were really carrying some burdens and, and things like that. And this was a letter, um, an email that I got from a parent um, after camp um, uh, about her daughter. And so it says, I talked to my daughter about camp yesterday, and she just had such a blast. She had a lot to tell me. She told me that when she was taking communion at camp, which tasted a lot better than normal because it was with real bread, <laughs> she was thinking about how the juice represented Jesus' blood. She heard God tell her that his blood covered her and it would change her life and the people around her. The change in her would change the whole wor world. Amazing. She went on, she said, she hasn't been re very receptive to praying or talking about God lately. And then last week before camp, she told me she was worshiping Jesus in her room. And God told her some comforting things about a pet we re surrendered a few days previously. And now another story about God speaking clearly to her. She wants to get a new Bible and she wants to get baptized. 
So just so thankful for that. And uh, she was a part of our camp and just uh, was just all in for worship. It was just beautiful and incredible. Um, another thing that I've noticed amongst our kids, um, the last several months, um, which is really encouraging to me, and I don't know if Aaron is sharing this because I know Jacob has seen something similar with the youth, but we've seen an increase increase in the gift of the baptism of the Holy Spirit amongst our kids. And uh, having done kids ministry for a long time, it's one of those things like I've noticed and it's like, okay, this is happening and I need to ask the Lord, what does it mean and, and what should I do about this? Because first, first uh, uh, Corinthians 14, four says anyone who speaks in a tongue edifies themselves. And we know this gift is for building them up for preparing them, for getting them ready for what God has on their life. Um, and so when we were in class, kids class over there uh, at the 11.15 a.m. service a couple months ago, uh, we took time to get in circles, into little groups, and pray for each other. And we prayed for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, um, speaking in tongues. We commonly call that our prayer language around here. And uh, six or seven kids during that, that service uh, received the baptism of the Holy Spirit for the first time. And it was just an incredible experience. But again, a reminder that God has a powerful calling and a bold calling on this generation. And it's just not by accident or happenstance that we're seeing an increase in this right now. But God is on the move in our kids. And I'm just super excited about that. Awesome. Yeah, just to piggyback off of that, that's one thing Jacob was mentioning to me was just some of our students that for the first time are being baptized by the Holy Spirit, are receiving their prayer language, and just how transformative that's really been for them in their lives. Camp is always such a just amazing time, like you mentioned, the extended worship, the kind of getting away from the norm and the pressures of the world, and being in this just kind of extended space of faith and worship. Um We've seen so much transformation happen over the years. And just kind of a fun testimony was uh, one of one of the students that came to camp who had a had a, like a boot. He had broken his leg, and so he had a boot on one of his legs. And at one point, one of the evenings, he Jacob had told him to basically like sprint around the take off his boot and sprint around the room as the Lord led him to. And so he took off his boot. Remember, broken leg, everybody, or broken foot. And he began to sprint around the room and was completely radically healed. And for the rest of the camp, he had, he didn't have a second shoe. Like, I don't know. That was just the best part of the testimony somehow. It was like, God, you are hilarious. Here's this kid walking around with like, oh, only packed one shoe because his foot was broken. And so he's just like walking around camp. And every time you saw it, you're just like, oh God, you're awesome. So, um, we've had so, one of our students was like so excited about what God was doing in his life, about the things he was learning, he wanted to be baptized. And it was like this sense of such urgency and beauty that they just like, they just baptized him in the, in the bathtub at this small group. They just like right then and there, they're like, all right, let's just do this. There's been just such a uh, really amazing, I want to make sure to miss anything here. Lots of different healings, just amazing things. Uh, also, like I mentioned in our, um, in the Bible studies of, of people really starting to understand the scriptures. So it's been amazing. Okay. I love that. Let's give a hand to the Lord for that. As I'm listening to these stories, I'm, I'm seeing just like a theme of the, the Holy spirit moving yeah. in us, amongst us, around us. And I just think it's incredible that as we partner with the Holy spirit and as we partner with God and we step into the authority he's given us that we see these incredible miracles. We see incredible breakthrough. And a lot of it is just listening to the voice of the Holy spirit. What is he saying? Where is he leading us? What is, who is he telling us to, you know, lay physically like lay hands on. I love when Duncan preached a couple, uh, maybe about a month ago about healing the sick, that it's not just, it is gathering together in prayer and praying for healing, but it's also us stepping out and laying on of hands and, and be being willing to, to move in the spirit and the authority and the power that Jesus has given us through the Holy Spirit. Amen? Yeah. So good. So as, as we finish, our last um, question I want to ask you guys is, 
what is God saying for 2023 in your ministry, um, in your department? What is, what are you going after? What is something that the, us as a church body can be really, you know, partnering with you either in prayer or faith, uh, share with us a little bit about, about what you see. Matthew 12, 28 says, if I cast out devils by the spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has come unto you, not just me, but you. And so we are going after the manifestation of the kingdom of God on the freedom team, uh, not just in freedom nights, but really, really uh, where other churches come. So other churches are now doing different things. We're going after that. Uh, God gave me a vision early on that this whole entire auditorium would be full of people coming for deliverance, coming for healing. We're going after that. In order to go after that, yes, we have to have a well-trained train, a well-trained team. Excuse me. And so uh, I remember we had Connect Sunday, and I was sitting out there with my little sign-up form and my sign. It said, we're the healing and deliverance team. And I left, and nobody signed up for my little team. And I was like, Lord. And he said, that's not where you're going to get your people. You're going to get the ones who come to Freedom Night and experience the power of the Lord. So start making invitations for people you've experienced healing and deliverance. Come and be a vessel for that. And so we have, I think, 14 people in training right now and the vision is really to have a team of 50 people so we can minister after every uh, worship service in addition to being able to be vessels for healing for all of Freedom Night and one of my great joys as a leader is to raise up other leaders and get them launched in their ministries and so um, I was gone in November and they were like it was the best Freedom Night ever and I was like Go, Jesus! Because it's like you all stepping in, you all stepping up, filling up the space. Because I really believe that if we do the work to be healed as leaders, there's no competition. There's no, uh, you know, try, my light shines brighter than yours in the kingdom. There's enough shine for all of us. And so we're about raising up leaders that are walking in power, dominion, and authority, and loosing the power of the kingdom of heaven through the leaders to then be a ripple effect to those who are partaking of deliverance and healing. So good. Erica, can you quickly tell us if you want to attend a Freedom Night or get involved? How do they do that? Yeah, so if you want to, the first thing, come to a Freedom Night. They're every third Tuesday. We're not doing December, but we're starting up uh, every third Tuesday here in the auditorium, 7 to 9 o'clock p.m., and really that's a good starting point. We do do a call if you're interested in being part of the Freedom Team. Come see us and or email John Abernethy is an amazing right hand person. Let anybody in the Freedom Team know we have a hybrid online and offline 90 day training process. So we're not playing in the Freedom Team, but come to Freedom Night and get involved. Wow, it's incredible. <laughs> um, we are really believing in this next year for an increase in discipleship. Uh, not just what we're already doing in discipling people in the city, but an increase in uh, consistent long-term discipleship through the resources we've been given, such as the building. Um, We are believing for training centers. We've had a lot of words on that, training for the youth and the young adults in our city to come in, be trained in job skills, life skills, um, working with um, some of of the, the people in the prisons with uh, Anthony over here, as well as um, working through creative like ministry school that we're kind of dreaming about and looking at having in the building over there. Um, we we really want to see, I mean, Jesus said to go and make disciples of all the world, and so we want to see that in our own city. We're going to start with our own city. Um, we also have dreams of supporting more families, um, people, women, and men coming out of addiction and coming out of domestic violence and trafficking. Um, <clears throat> we want to actually be on the city's radar. My husband, uh, Justin, he always says, uh, wouldn't it be cool if the first responder, one of the first responders that the mayor called was the church? When there's an emergency in the city, we're on their radar and they call us and they say, hey, that church, they're involved. They're a part of this city. Um, so we're dreaming of seeing that happen. 
Um, we're also believing for expansion, um, not just what we've already seen so much expansion in East Durham, but beyond Durham. We want to see uh, churches being trained up and doing this in their cities all over our country and all over the world, being more involved, not being afraid to get our hands kind of in those places that maybe are a little foreign to us because we're often, you know, worshiping God right here in the building or in our homes. But what does it look like to be involved? What does it look like to follow uh, the declaration Jesus gave in the temple of Isaiah 61, right? That's what we're called to be. We are the light of the world. So we want to see that happening as well. We want to see this model replicated throughout the church all around our country and the world. Awesome. Come on. So good. Yeah, 2023, we're just really uh, praying into and uh, pressing into God to continue the shift in culture to go beyond just entertaining our kids to training our kids so that they're the ones out there uh, laying hands on the sick and giving the prophetic words over people. And so they are the ones walking in the signs, wonders, and miracles and just bringing kingdom transformation uh, wherever they go. So we're looking for a real increase in training with our kids this next year. And uh, we're also uh, really wanting to walk into more realms of worship with, with the kids, where they are coming back and discovering what it's like to really worship Jesus and just have a heart to worship Jesus. So as a, as a team, those are two top things that we're really praying into uh, for 2023. Amen. Amen. For Ignited, we are really going after this year. How can we continue to love our students? How can we continue to teach our students in the ways of Jesus? And then how can we activate our students to kind of walk it out, to be the light in the hands and feet of Jesus? We know, we know, we love this little phrase. There is no junior Holy Spirit. There's no such thing. It's, there's no training wheels. (laughs) Jesus, we just get all of him. And so really helping our students understand you, you have all of him and you can walk in the ways of Christ and you can, you can be his disciples and you can begin to disciple nations and walk in the ways of Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Now, don't wait. And so that's been, uh, really huge in helping them understand that, understand that authority, understand the word of God and understand Jesus and their identity in him. So good. Amen. Let's give them a hand. Thank you so much to our panel. You guys, thank you for sharing with us. Um, Um, Aaron was saying, too, that uh, they want to begin to get into high schools next year, being in physically in a high school and doing discipleship in a high school. So thank you guys so much for sharing that. And thank you, Lord. Let's just pray as we um, finish that. But thank you, God, so much that you are a God who is still alive today that you still move today, that as we partner with you in in faith, as we partner with you in what you're doing, God, in this city, in this community, that we begin to see incredible transformation. And I thank you for that. I thank you for the fruit that we have seen this year in 2022. And I pray for even bigger uh, miracles, testimonies, signs, and wonders for 2023. We expand, just expand our heart, Lord, expand our expectancy and our faith bucket to to see what you're going to do in us, amongst us, around us. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Let's give it up for these guys one more time. Thank you. We, we let y'all know, know about this last week, but this is the time where we are going to be taking up a, a special legacy offering. This is our one offer, uh, one series of the year that we just felt like we want to end it with an opportunity with this last year, just to kind of sow into what God is doing in our midst, what God is doing in our city. And, um, this year we're splitting the offering in three different ways. If you could put up the first slide. There it is. Oh, wow. Yep, there it is. Blurry and all. Y'all can see it? Kind of? All right, I'll just go through this since it is a little blurry, so I don't know what happened there. Um, first, we felt the, from the Lord just to kind of split this in three ways this year. And just so y'all know, this basically kind of kicks off our end of year giving. Um, you can go to our website, you can go to give, and you can click legacy in the drop down menu. And we felt the Lord tell us to split this offering in three different ways. Firstly, for kind of a heart for the house, Jess and I have really felt from the Lord and Duncan and Kate to continue to steward what the Lord has entrusted us. Amen. 
that the Lord has given us things in our lives that we have to steward, whether that's people, whether that's buildings for us. We're like this house that the calls did such an amazing job building and setting as a house of worship in our cities. And we want to continue to steward this place to fix things when they, when they get broken. So our AC units to, uh, work on some of our carpet and chairs one day, you know, just some of these things that uh, would be really amazing to continue to improve in our space. Secondly, it's a we, very non-exhaustive, like it's, it's not just that thing. There's more on the list, but we just put up a few examples. We just put up a few examples. Exactly. Secondly, we are sewing into uh, local outreach. We wanted to take another third and continue just to sew this into what God's doing in our cities to continue to fund uh, what Kelly was saying that we feel the Lord is telling us to do um, through Embrace, through our outreach here at Catch the Fire. And so through some of the food ministry, through some of the uh, the needs of the building, of starting up the prison ministry, of whatever we have going on, we just felt like we wanted to continue to fund and so into our city so that we can be the hands and feet of Jesus to the world around us. Amen. And lastly, uh, we really wanted to take some of this. We've felt like, I'm going to update these slides for a second. I'm so sorry, everyone. They're so blurry. Um, we felt like from the Lord, like we really wanted to take an opportunity and support some of the missionaries that y'all may or may not already know about in our community we kind of love that like old school church way of like having the missionary board and understanding some of the people that we're supporting. Um, because I think there's such a beauty. There are those I want to tell y'all in that are out there right now in the mission field that are telling the, some of the leadership here at catch the fire. They're saying, this is my church. Like they, they left this church. They were sent by this church, but they're like, this is still my home family. I watch every week. I feel a part of this. Whenever they come visit, we're here. And so there are those that have been sent from this community. And like Duncan and Kate had the vision for this church to be an apostolic church that is not just coming and gathering, but is also sending people into the nations, right? That is sending people to disciple nations. So we have, we kind of wanted to highlight four missionaries in our community. Yeah, so we have um, Max and Stephanie Thomas, who they visited us in July. Max preached here, and they are with YWAM as well, but they are bringing the oral Bible translation to the Azidi people who are refugees in northern Iraq. They live there as a family with their four children. Stephanie is a certified nurse midwife, so she delivers babies in the refugee camps there with the Azidi people. And then Max is working on translating the Bible to these people group because they, don't, they literally don't have the Bible. They don't have even a written language. So the only way that they can get the Bible is by hearing it. And so he's working on a big project um, to translate the Bible into an oral language for them to hear. And then we have Izzy Smith, who is Murray and Ash Smith's daughter. Uh, she was sent out last February to um, Mexico, to Reynosa, Mexico, which is on the U.S.-Texan um, border. And she's working there in a migrant center, uh, ministering to people who are seeking asylum to come into the U.S., but they haven't received their immigration papers yet. And so they're kind of in a waiting place. Um, and this is a center that brings dignity, that brings... Um, great conditions and then also brings the gospel to these people and she's also working in the red light district over there uh and so that's izzy and then we have devin and kate coogan and they uh devin was one of our worship leaders they're being sent out um in the new year to morocco or (laughs) to a place that uh is an unreached uh place with the gospel and Muslim nation and they have three uh three young girls and they're being sent out there to minister the gospel they have such a heart for um just they are evangelists at heart like they live and breathe evangelism carrying the gospel of Jesus and so we know they're going to do amazing things there uh through music media mercy ministry and then we have Alio Bube who um was a graduate of our School of Revival several years ago. He is from the Niger Republic, and he is a missionary back home in in what they call Niger, and he has been planting churches, establishing discipleship, and training 
uh, four different pastors in the area and in the region. And so we're excited to continue partnering with Alio, and we have done uh, for many, many years. So, yeah. It's awesome. Come on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this first, and then we're going to take the offering. Second uh, Corinthians 9, verse 6, it says, Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. As it is written... He has distributed freely. He has given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way through which us will produce thanksgiving to God. For the ministry of the service is not only supplying the needs of the saints, but it is also overflowing in many thanksgivings to God. Amen. Our heart truly with any offering is, is, is found in here. There's biblical principles. We could preach on it. We could talk about it. We could do a message about it. But ultimately, as, as Paul is saying here to the church in Corinthian, that there, there is no compulsion, okay? This, this is an opportunity. And so we would just love to ask everyone to take a moment and pray and ask the Lord, Lord, is this, is this for me? Would you have me give to this today? Would you have me give to these things, to these initiatives? God loves a cheerful giver. I remember when I was, uh, I was out at Bethel and I didn't have much money. I was doing the school of ministry, but I had 20 bucks to give. And I remember this, this moment where the offering came and there was this joy that hit my heart, like unexplicable joy to give my 20 bucks that I could have had in and out burger, if you know. And, um, so let it be a place of joy. Let it be a place of, if you feel the Lord leading you. Okay. Why don't we stand and pray? There's a few ways to give here. There's also envelopes in the uh, back of your seats. You can write legacy on the memo and there's Dropbox around the auditorium to give. And like, uh, I said earlier, this will be open this option of forgiving through the end of the year as our end of year giving Holy spirit. Come on, say Holy spirit. Thank you for what you've done up to this point, Lord. I thank you for what you've done in our communities. I thank you for what you've done in our homes. I thank you for what you're doing for those that have been sent from this house and that are carrying the gospel to unreached nations, for those that have been sent from this house and are reaching the lost. Lord, I thank you for what you're doing in our city. I thank you for what you're doing in our kids. Lord, I ask right now that... This would just be a, a, a cheerful offering, Lord, that you would bless in our hearts. That those of us who you're asking to give today, Lord, that you would bless this offering to be an offering of joy before your throne, Lord. Lord, I ask that you would multiply it. Come on. Hey, Lord, would you multiply it? Lord, would you have your way with it? Lord, we entrust to you the nations, Lord, and we take that call as we're ending this series today to be a people of legacy with our time, with our finances, with our lives, with our testimonies, with our witnesses, to our families even, to our neighbors, to our, to our jobs, to everyone around us, Lord. Let us carry your legacy to the nations. In the name of Jesus, we all said amen, amen. amen. All right. Thanks, everybody. Love y'all, and we'll see you next week. Thank you so much for joining us. There are so many opportunities to grow, connect, and be encouraged. To learn more, visit ctfraleigh.com and follow us on social media. Thank you so much for being part of the family. We are so thankful for you.